going on, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting and analytical breakdown of Fantasy Suites, or as Michelle mentioned, Overnights. Hmm. Uh, we have a fantastic episode. The one, the only, returning back to the show for his Bachelorette recap premiere. Mm-hmm. The delightful and full of anxiety and nostalgia, <laughs> Rod Thill. Welcome yes. back, Rod. Hello, hello. Uh, before we get to Rod in the breakdown, just a couple quick housekeeping notes. Uh, tomorrow, or depending on when you're listening to this, uh, we have a fantastic episode about dreams. Blew my mind. Uh, we have so many thoughts of what dreams mean and so many people telling you. And your, it's always your friends. Your friends are always thinks they're experts on your dreams and what they mean. And, you know, well, we brought an actual expert. Uh, the wonderful Ian Wallace joins us. Uh, very uh, kind and insightful man when it comes to dreams. Uh, you won't want to miss that. That is out on Wednesday, probably out now, depending on when you're getting to this episode. So be sure to check that out. Uh, also joined by my uh, assistants, Allie and Amanda. Ladies, how are you? Welcome to the couch. Magical. I love it when it rains in LA. Yeah, I'm really quite enjoying it's the rain. Awesome. It's really quite I really great. enjoy yeah. it. It's very comforting. I'm a little bummed that we had to come into work today because like it's kind of nice to like I wanted to just look out my yeah, window. Yeah. You <laughs> you wanted to just like put on sweats and like be productive from Absolutely. the couch. But um here we are because the people need to hear our opinions. We are on, essential workers in the yeah, rain. We are essential <laughs> yeah, yeah. workers when it comes to uh the bachelorette. <laughs> um need to know. Well, I was wrong. Uh, Joe does not win. Um, so, my bad. My B. It's like, I don't think Nate's going to have a crack. I think Nate's well, it's very solid. It's, it's, it, like, well, so, we, we're interviewing the runner-up uh, after mm-hmm. AFR, just a, a heads up. And like we're interviewing Brandon, right? Like She was just like, hey, Nate, I'm in love with you. And I, I, we had some strong things to say after Hometowns about her relationship with Nate, which is basically like, Hey, our, it seems like maybe one of the men who knows Nate the most is this like not ready for love. And I don't know if the bachelorette is the first environment in which you, you would want to trust someone's feelings about love. And then you take Michelle into account and how you know, pragmatic and thoughtful and deliberate she is with her choices. And yet it's almost kind of like, poetic because hey you could be all those things that michelle clearly is but still be human and make choices that well we can sit here and debate i don't know like it's let's just say it's a risk i mean i've always said this show like you know when you when you whoever you pick if you're the lead it is a massive leap of faith you know so at the end of the day you're just going to pick who you like the most and hope for the best you you don't exactly go like, well, you know, I like Joe the third most, but I do see like a healthier relationship. You know, I don't know. Uh, let's just start at the end, Rod. What were what were your predictions going into this episode? And were you surprised that Joe uh, went home? We had the same prediction, even from... Um, episode one, you know, I, I thought Joe was going to be the one, I mean, the, he, their, their story was too dynamic, not to be the re, like sh- her keeping him on, you know, there's, there's too much in, at stake for him, at least not to go to final two. So I was shocked that he was 
to go home. This, this whole dynamic of this top three is giving me copy paste from last season, from Katie season, you know, like Greg going home and then Justin, who's great, but like, it just, the dynamic wasn't there. Like Justin would be like Brandon. Right. And, and then obviously she's going to pick Nate. So like you said, you're in, you're interviewing Brandon next week. Right. I'm definitely, and I'm excited to interview Brandon because I feel like Brandon has a lot to say and he's passionate about uh, love um, I don't know I if I just wish the final three could go to the men's hall too. Cause I feel like they have, you know, this like, they, they, they want to talk about the drama and stuff too. And I feel like he has a lot to say about what happened in the house. too. Well, we'll hopefully get those questions answered on this yeah. podcast. So be sure to, to tune in. <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily agree with like, we love Justin. I've, I've met Justin once charming, delightful, beautiful man, but I definitely believe that there is a real connection between Michelle and Brandon and you could convince me that Katie didn't know Justin's name yeah. when she sent me home. So I definitely don't know if those are yeah. the same. No, yeah. I don't want to like, guess, it's, it's clear. It's very clear that it, it, it's going to be, it's going to be Nate. Yeah. But no, I agree. I think he, like you said too, it's just like he, he can't be this far removed from what he wants this late in the game. Yeah. We had to address the top of the show. Do we have any, like hot goss we need to cover before um, we break down the episode itself? A, like a little bit of hot goss. Not like the most dynamic week in Bachelor Nation. Um, That's okay. We, they can't always come in <laughs> they, hot. You they know? can't always be I so feel juicy. like they needed to cool off. Yeah. yeah. Rod's, Rod's buddies all went to the Dominican Republic. So we got Andrew <laughs> S. We got Justin, Trey, Aaron mm-hmm. Clay, and Mike P. Okay. They did a lot of photo shoots. Got a lot of TikToks. You know, living As their best they life. They love a photo shoot. They love a good oh. photo shoot. <laughs> Andrew S. also posted on his story a photo of, you know, the Dominican Republic, and he captioned it, To my crush, this is for you. So that's either Rod or a woman. Although we don't know. Natalie showed <laughs> me that one, and I just thought, the, didn't he, like, put the focus on the sunset? It was it was quite... I mean, yeah, it's gone it now. Was a, yeah. It was a very... Uh, artistic influential post. Yeah. I, was, I was like, damn. Okay. Yeah. Hearts, hearts across the nation are going to break. It was, I was, I was a little jelly of, uh, that, uh, the creativity that Andrew. Yeah. Had, so, um, Anna Redmond declined to comment on if she's dating someone in bachelor nation. So in people, Chicago. yeah, and she declined to comment. Yeah. Oh, she God. was, they were like, are you dating anyone from bachelor nation in Chicago? And she was like, <laughs> and like ducked away from the camera. Yep. Yeah, so probably not. So she's probably <laughs> not dating someone. I'm loving this. What do, what do they call themselves? This uh, the, uh, controversial crew. Controversial crew. That's what a name. What a name. What a name. Are they calling themselves that? Now? Yeah. Yeah. Did you not see the TikTok? Oh, it they've like, embraced Ugh. it now. Mm-hmm. They're truly desperate at this point. Just a bunch of people latching on to no one liking Katie. It's like they <laughs> they they're so desperate for relevancy. They would rather jump on to the Katie's hatred and be like, I'll take some of that hatred as a, rather than no one talking about me at all. Abigail posted on Instagram, our lovely, our, our girl, Abigail, um, long post about confidence and how she's grown. And for the first time ever, she like showed her implant in a photo yeah. and it was like a very nice moment. So Beautiful. props to Abigail. We love her. Props to Abigail. Um, Are her and Noah still dating? Yes. Good for them. Good yes. Them. It seems to be. And the top two moments, I would say, of the week. Um, Ben Higgins calling out Colton for saying Uh, that Colton was like the only person who's, you know, I'm in touch with in Bachelor Nation right now is Chris Harrison. He was like the only one to reach out to me like when I came out to offer his support. And Ben Higgins was like, 
I reached out to you and like fully sent you a book that was like how to come out in a Christian environment, like was trying to help you. And like, so Ben's like- comments say otherwise. He's yeah. Like commented. I even think, I saw some comments that even said like, just sent you a DM or something like that. Yeah. So, so yeah, clearly Chris Harrison her. was not let the let only look, one to reach out. Let me look for mine. Oh, here we go. Yep. Oh, Let's see. April 14th, 7.30 a.m. I don't know. I don't know if that's the, the day of his Good Morning America appearance, but I believe it was. Uh, congrats, bud. Hope you're in a happier place. That seems like a reach out if I've With a heart. It. He hearted it immediately. That sounds like support if I've ever heard it. So he, he saw it. Absolutely. And then said, thank you, man. I'm doing so good and happy. I said, great to hear. Rooting for your happiness. He's just a liar. Does he have your contact saved as Chris Harrison? Maybe was that the confusion? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. It was. It was <laughs> trying to think. Here. It was a DM. Okay, it was on Instagram. Great. I don't know. It's so weird when people lie about little things. They don't need to lie for attention. But, Are we ready yeah. for our final? Oh, final we have more of the week. Yes. So you know, we broke down the whole Caitlyn Tasha men tell all situation. Tasha, tell, tell you're not wearing your ring, whatever. This girl Morgan, who is um, makes videos about pop culture, basically posted that moment on her Instagram story and was like, "This is so fake." Blah 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 blah. And Caitlyn actually saw the story and sent her like three long DMs. Like Morgan had to scroll. She said, "Caitlyn like responded to her." Yes, and was like, "It felt really staged to me too. It like felt like a very scripted moment." Um, Caitlin said it's really been hard for her because for the past six years, she's been able to like be herself and build her own brand and identity. And now she has this professional role with certain like requirements. She said that the moment was um, created and like desired by Tasha and the producers, like they wanted it in there. Um, and that apparently it was thrown into the mentel all really late, which is why Caitlin so was like- asked for it. Caitlin said it was created by Tasha and the producers. So she wasn't necessarily set up by the producers like we thought. Or she was involved in the process. Like she, she was a, will with a willing participant. A willing participant. So she was like, you know what? Not interested in looking like a host today. I want to be Tasha the Bachelorette today. Yeah. So Caitlin was saying she was like, it felt weird to me because like originally Caitlin was reading it off the teleprompter, which goes along with her saying it was like added really last minute. And then she's like, and that's why I pivoted to then look at Tasha because it felt so weird to me to be like delivering these like hard hitting so, questions from a teleprompter. That yeah. Caitlin wrote, put this out like yeah. via text. That's what I'm shocked in, at. In, in the internet. And Morgan asked her, she was like, hey, I like also run a podcast. I would love to talk about this. Are you okay with me sharing these DMs? And Caitlin said yes. So it's not like what? Morgan just like screenshotted it and blasted it. Like she asked for permission. Well, Caitlin's next thing is Dancing with the Stars, right? So maybe she's just like, you know what? But Yeah, the tour. Yeah. Interesting. So like, also this probably just confirms that Caitlin and Tasha are not going to be hosting the next season of The Bachelorette. Mm. I mean, are we overstating this is like full-on anarchy? Like... <laughs> That's a bit. Yeah, I feel like that's a bit, it down. It's a bit much. I mean, I'm, I'm probably... Oh, but like, that's a lot to like... Who who's this Morgan person? Um, she does TikTok she videos. TikTok she's on TikTok. Okay. Um, oh, she's like a pop culture kind of like host thing. I actually like edit the videos for my other okay. job on YouTube. Um, but like, yeah. does she? Uh, her Michael talked to her once too. Michael her, did a, yeah. Michael's on a podcast. Yeah. Are her and Caitlin friends? No, she and she even said on her podcast she's like, I'm not verified on Instagram. She was like, I'm a girl who lives alone, makes no money making these videos. I eat like frozen takeout ev or like food every week. And suddenly Caitlin Bristow's in my DMs. She's a radio DJ, I think too. Wow. 
But like, obviously, Caitlin has a massive platform. She has a podcast of her own, yeah. very successful. Like the, it's interesting that she chose to mm-hmm. give this girl this information. And I mean, she didn't like talk shit, but she definitely threw Tasha under the bus, right? Like, I mean, she at least acknowledged that Tasha was part of the creation of the moment. But with the yeah. full, I mean. Is it too much to say that like we can now confirm that it was completely staged and the walk off was total bullshit? We don't know if the walk off was bullshit, but I will say like if, if you if you go to the producer and say, "Hey, I want this TV moment," I mean, the whole thing is from from start to be end. It's yeah, Caitlin did seem like very genuine because like I mean, you know, like you were in theater, Nick. Like you can tell when things are acting. I mean, I'm taking acting classes. I wish I took theater in high oh, school. Oh, you but... yeah, you've you've taken acting classes and. It was just so, you can tell Caitlin's, versus what she's done in the past, you can tell how genuine that whole moment for her was, the shock. And like, we're going to give Tasha a moment. Like that seemed very genuine that she didn't know what was going on. So maybe the moment was created, but the walk-off was yeah. even a surprise to Caitlin. Well, there, so not an alliance. If there's not a united front with the hosts of the Bachelorette. Caitlin's just jumping into random people's DMs and spilling the tea. <laughs> so I'm not going to lie. I'm a little sus about that. What do you mean? Like, I, what do you mean? I just don't, I mean, I, you guys know her better than I do, but I don't think that she would just like open up like that and send like four things of the, there has to be it other seems, It seems bizarre that she was just like, you know what? I want to just give this person that yeah. has a platform who talks mm-hmm. about Bachelor, this, it's pretty good tea. It's piping hot. Piping hot. Like, because on Instagram, you can unsend messages too. So maybe Morgan like sent her some like crying questions and all this stuff and then unsent the messages. And like that. Because I, you you could sell me on like maybe Caitlin's just like, I just need to get this out there. It just feels wrong. I don't like that I was a part of it. So she DMs Morgan, this Mm -hmm. Morgan person, and and says, Hey, I'd really appreciate it. I'm going to show you some things. Mm -hmm. You can call me a source, you know. But please yeah. don't share my my text. <laughs> but no, she fully said it she was just okay. like yeah, blast yeah. it in the have it go viral. Wow, wow, okay. So yeah. that's your that's your weekly. Tea. Well, thanks for confirming, Caitlin, what we suspected. I guess <laughs> exactly. I, be, I, well, we didn't know. Well, go ahead. I was just gonna say, I'll be sad to see them go. Like, I think I didn't like. I didn't think they did. I didn't think they were set up to do well as hosts for these past two seasons. But yeah. like even just for fantasy suites, like seeing a card signed from like the two of them, it's so much more like fun than when it's like Chris Harrison, like authority yeah. figure, give you permission to have sex versus like two girls being like, have an amazing night. Yeah. I mean, I agree that like have, you know, it's going to be weird when Jesse Palmer's like, hey guys, go fuck in the fantasy suites. Um, yeah. But yes, I think from a friend's, I mean, the whole fantasy suite day card is weird. In general, uh, and yes, I agree they weren't set up to succeed as hosts, uh, and I think it's clunky to have two. I think I think too. It's it's been cool to see, especially like I, I love when Tasha and Caitlin like call out the men on their bullshit. You know, like they're like more Caitlin than Tasha, but you know, like you're being, like they did it with I forgot who they did it with with uh, Katie season. But, like you're being an ass, you know. Yeah, I. Uh... I like that too, and I wish they would lean into that more. I don't. I don't suspect they will. I think they're going to go back to Jesse Palmer, just reminding people who can't count how many roses there are, and then that will be pretty. You know, Clayton will be like, "Has everyone ever done this?" And you know, 
Jesse would be like, I don't, I don't, has there, no, no, sorry. No one's ever given a rose back. And it'll be, that'll be probably my guess is the extent of the hosting responsibilities. Mm. Well, who knows? I mean, I was wrong about Joe, so I could be. All bets are off. Yeah, all, oh, all, man. all bets are off. Well, it's the holidays and uh, family is nice, but also they create mental health problems for us at times. I don't know. Maybe your family's great, but there's a lot of like, you know, it's a lot sometimes to go home for the holidays and have mom ask you why you're not married yet. And if that's the case, BetterHelp is here for you to help navigate uh, the mental health crisis that sometimes can be your family. And if it's not your family, maybe it's money or stress, or maybe you just want to talk to someone or whatever it is. You don't need a reason uh, to speak to a therapist or a mental health professional. You just have to find one. And it's always helpful. We're big advocates of it on The Vile Files. And BetterHelp is helping people connect with therapists easier than ever. You can start communicating with one in under 48 hours. It's uh, not a crisis line. It's not a self-help line. It's professional counseling done securely online. Uh, They have a broad range of expertises available, which may not be locally available in your area. Now, the service is available for clients worldwide. You can use it from the comfort of your home, on your phone, your computer, tablet, whatever, just as long as you have the old internet. And it's great. So if you ever uh, needed a reason or have you ever thought about uh, therapy or talking with a counselor, think of BetterHelp. That's right. Visit betterhelp.com slash V-I-A-L-L-F-I-L-E-S. That's betterhelp.com slash Files. And that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, enjoying over the 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and Vile Files listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash Files. All you match three lovers out there, do I... Have a great game for you. Switchcraft. That's right. It's an amazing game. So much fun. Switchcraft is a brand new take on match three game. As you play, you unlock pieces of a beautiful, magical, and gripping graphic novel. It is a mobile game with a unique blend of TV worthy writing, choose your own adventure style narratives, and a thousands of magical match three levels. I mean, I love it. I'm obsessed. Can't put it down. And that's fun. It's engaging. Yeah, the writing is great. It's gripping. It really is gripping. And we love the LGBT characters. Very fun to have some representation there. Yeah, they have representation. So if you want to support a game that is cognizant of of, of representation, uh, think of Switchcraft. In Switchcraft, you can take on the role of a witch at Pendolin Hill, the world's top academy of witchcraft. Or play your way through a hundred of enchanting matchery levels, revealing a dark and windy mystery story. Either way, it's wild. It's fun. You'll love it. There's something for everyone with Switchcraft. Download Switchcraft for free and unlock the magical mystery. Let's get into the episode itself. Um, let's see. I, you know, I was right away. And obviously I feel like, you know, we know that Joe went home. And so we're, we're, we're recapping this knowing, knowing this, but I will say I was getting nervous as the episode opened up. And I wonder for all the historians out there, who watch it back and they don't, they don't always have to air it in order, but they usually do having been on the Vatrat twice and been the run up twice. I got the first fantasy seat twice. Uh, Brandon, we assume is going to be the runner up. He got the first fantasy suite. Everyone that I can remember, I think it's like, it's been like a dead giveaway that the first fantasy suite is the runner up person going third is sandwiched in the middle and the person who you know Vanessa was my last Raven was first um I I and I 
I don't know if it's always been the case. I'd be curious for any of the historians out there is, has that like, w- tell me a time when that wasn't the case. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm curious because I'm watching it. And when Brandon got the first fantasy suite date, that was my first like, you know, trigger. That's like, Oh my God, is, is Brandon going to be number two? And then I was immediately concerned from Joe for Joe. Well, I was on the fence because I, I, last week there was, what seemed to be some clear red flags for Nate. And, uh, and that was the first uh, sign of, of, of trouble for Joe, for me. Um, but they go on the date and, and uh, yeah, it was, yeah, I think we've all, I don't know about you, Rod, but like, we never, like, unlike Justin, they have an amazing connection, Michelle and Brandon. Like, it's clear, like, you can't deny that. Brandon is infusive with his words. And yet I just, I don't know what it is about that relationship that I just haven't been like ever thought that he was a a legit contender for Michelle's heart. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm kind of wondering if it's like a production thing, right. Where she just hasn't gotten as much screen time and there's not things that we're seeing on screen, but I definitely agree where where I thought it was Joe going in, like we said, Um, but obviously with Nate or Nathaniel or whatever you want to call him, um, he, he has gotten the most screen time since day one. I feel like, so I think that could be it is we're just not seeing as much of Brandon, but there is just definitely something as the the viewer on the show that we're not, we're not seeing the connection that would lead him to be the winner of the show. Is it because he, I, I want, I mean, he's had a decent amount of airtime. He got, he got like, didn't he get two group date roses mm-hmm. in a row? That's pretty yeah. significant. That's I mean, the first time it's ever happened. Okay. There you go. Mm-hmm. Um, is is it just the baby face? It could be the baby face. And I think he's just, look at the drama of this season and how strong of personalities, you know, I feel like his personality, he has a great personality, um, but kind of similar to, to Greg, I guess, where he's not like yelling in people's faces, you know, and he's not, he's not in the drama and the weeds that would cause him to be like at the top of someone's mind. Yeah. Anyway, so they, they, they had their date, it seems. And Brandon, he's a very, He's good with his words. Very, very charming. He, just, he seems authentic and just like, you know. He's like very thoughtful with his words. Yeah. Like every word. Yeah. There was a point in this episode, Natalie and I are watching it. By the time Nate, like I, did it, was, am I the only one who didn't love Nate this episode? I, it was the way he was acting around the men that gave me kind of weird vibes. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. this, I like Nate. He, I, I've been a fan of Nate. If If Nate doesn't win or if Nate didn't win, we're we're just gonna assume. I'm, I might go over too and be like, Nate's gonna come in. I'm gonna interview him and be like, oh, sorry, I was Brandon the whole time. I was way off. But uh, if Nate w- didn't win, I think he could be could have been the bachelor. You know, we've been very critical about Clayton, right? And uh, our friend of show, Mina Kimes, her and I were messaging, and she said, uh, I think Nate wins because. Uh, if Nate didn't win, I could see him as the bachelor. And that made me think, okay, you know, we've been highly hypercritical of, you know, uh, the choice to pick Clayton. You have three, you know, strong candidates for the bachelor in their final four. You're why didn't you pick them? But if you, if, you know, and like, they're all nice men, but when you think about picking the bachelor, it is different than picking like, you know, it's just, it's not about just four nice men or the winner. But like Joe, for specifically, beautiful, love Joe. But Joe is too like Joe is not bachelor material because he is just too quiet and 
too introverted for that role. I mean, it's just, you have to really, you have to talk a lot. I mean, that's the whole damn show. And that would just be too hard. And so Mina mentioned that to me and that, that was like, she made a really good point when she said that and was like, maybe, maybe Nate does win because maybe Nate would have been up for consideration had uh, Michelle not picked him. Yeah, I think with Nate too, it's he would have been a good bachelor. It could be a good winner of the show as well because he, like we saw with his stepdad, where he said that he's never said I love you to him. And he has a really hard time opening up. So I think that could be really oh, good. And the Bachelor producers love casting a boy. I mean, they, they love to watch a, a guy who has very limited ex- love experience, a la Sean Lowe, you know, and they love that. So the I've never... I don't even know what love is. Is it's, It is their bread and butter. They do really like that. Yeah, it's like they want yeah, the like, most manly looking man ever, but they want him to be like phase one. To learn like about love. <laughs> yeah, they, they do quite like that. So maybe that that's very possible that it could have been could have been Nate. That all being said, uh, yeah. he kind of rubbed me the wrong way this episode. What about you, Rod? Yeah, yeah. I definitely thought my, like my favorite from this episode was was. Brandon and, you know, just the way he spoke to Michelle, you know, and I think that was, um, it was interesting to see because before it's usually been Nate or Joe that I've, that I've thought was the, the front runner, but yeah, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't the vibes, I guess we're going to say it in Gen Z terms, but I do think it's, it's, it's interesting because like, I can't see Nate as a paradise contestant, but I could see Joe as paradise contestant or even Brandon, you know? Wait, what, what do you mean? You don't see Nate as a paradise contestant? I'm saying like the like with the Bachelor from an outside perspective, you know, like the bat, like you're. I'm watching the show and like I'm like, okay, well, like Rodney's going to paradise, you know, like they they already like kind of sure preface that in the the mental. But with with Nate, it's like no, he's he is material for like the love one on one Bachelor show, not like the paradise messy, you know, thrown into it. I mean, I would disagree on that in the sense that what Nate has written all Nate has the Blake Brandon of the past, the fan favorite, but residents of a fuck boy that you don't fully see on his season oh, of the bachelorette comes down to paradise thinking he's hot shit, thinking like this is going to be my audition for the bachelor and having like hooked up with three or four women from other seasons on paradise and gets the fuck boy at it. Like, Michelle picking Nate just saved him if he wasn't The Bachelor. A really bad edit in about a year would be my prediction. But um, yeah, but yeah. So there was so Brandon at some point says to Michelle, "Is some version of like my, my now that my now that I know you and that I'm in love with you, my my heart, my soul starts and stops with you, and just really just poetic things. You know, I don't know if." if you had any of them written down? If what, what did, what did oh, you say? Oh, I do. Oh, you do. Um, you do. There you go. Yeah. Brandon. Uh, oh, go ahead, Allie. Oh, no. Well, just Brandon said that he is so lucky. Every time I'm with you, my heart grows. I don't want to be with anyone else other than you. Um, and she asked if it was realistic for Brandon to get to the point of an engagement. And she was, and he was like, from day one, when I met you, I knew that you were the one. It hit when we were getting ice cream. I'm in love with you. I'm truly in love with you. I will always put you first. It was it was a lot of, lot yeah, of a lot. lot of love. Yeah. And then yeah, I could Nate. see Michelle being the person pushed me out of my comfort zone. I think he said, "Yeah, like, and knew what to say." It's almost like he got the notes from that guy. Uh, yeah. for that is <laughs> the first episode where they found his notes. Um, 
When uh, and then fast forward to Nate's date on on the catamaran, he, or before Michelle had to like pull all those words out of Nate at dinner, Nate says to Michelle, "You're something else." <laughs> like, what is that? Right. Like if a guy, if you're on a date, and you guys are like, "Oh, you, you're something else." But like, forget being on a date. Pretend you're a week away from getting engaged, and he says you're something else. You're something else. <laughs> you, oh you, uh, you, you're you're something. But yeah, that's something the else. thing about Nate, though, is that he pulls it off. Like I think if oh Nate he pulls too, it off. I think if Nate was too effusive with praise, it would be it would read as like I'd be like, oh, this guy knows what he's doing. Like he's done this before. He does look like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. Because look where we're at already thinking that Brandon isn't going to win. There, yeah, right? It's like he got us. Nate got us. <laughs> Nate, Nate is six seven. He's beautiful. He's got... I mean, I've never seen someone pull off a nose ring like Nate. It's beautiful. I mean, Me every time I see Nate in his nose ring, I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah. He looks so cool. Historically, fuckboy material. But for him, he just makes it... You know, like with the... For, I got. I, I did the first impressions of her cast and I was like, okay, fuckboy. But... But you, you, so you're convinced that Nate and I, again, when I say fuckboy, I don't mean Martin fuckboy. I just mean his stepdad confirmed that Nate is in a period of his life where he's, he's focused on his professional career. He's out there dating. He's going out and good for him. He's just like casually dating. And I mean, if you're paddleboarding three to four times a week, you don't have time for much (laughs) else. It's just, it's just (laughs) fucking work and paddleboarding. And he's definitely not, you know, and he's, he's staying disconnected with his dates. And, you know, I'd like to believe that Nate isn't lying and he's not playing anyone. He's not leading, you know, he's not leading on. He's just like, I don't know. I don't even know how to love. I can't possibly love you girl. I just met at a bar, you know, like, but he's having sex probably. And so, so fun about these like first impressions and why I like that they released the cast photos beforehand is because you already like you have in your head what each cast member is going to be. Yeah. But then you see the character development and you're like, oh my God, wow. That is not at all who I thought. If you were feeling really vulnerable, Rod, and you just poured your heart out and, you know, and they, and they responded with, you're something else. Like, yeah. how, how would you feel? Would you feel? I would feel, um, I would, that, yeah, like, why, why would I, I'm not giving him a rose, you know, like, that's just. It's just, it was, it was such a fascinating episode for me because again, we've praised Michelle so much for being so in tuned and so like self-aware. And like, when we interviewed her about, you know, having learned from her past and to me, and again, this is an edited show and they're going to want to run in interference. And despite us, I mean, they, they had Michelle be like, I'm in love with you. So I don't know how much interference they're running. In terms of wanting us to think it might be Brandon. Oh, it's wintertime, but fear not. Rumhaven is here to keep your parties tropical and feeling like paradise. That's right. Perfect for mixing to great, great cocktails or for enjoying on its own, which, as you know, that's how I enjoy my Rumhaven. It's made with real coconut water. That's amazing. It's got no added... uh, preservatives artificial flavors and it's like holiday time is sweet drinks but a lot of the really sugary ones make me feel terrible the next day and i feel like random haven's like coconut water it's delicious it's fun your friends will love it you'll make wonderful cocktails like the haven on hearth the haven in hell the cocahito the havenly cider so many options and again it's just delicious on its own and your friends will love you for it it will give you that party, that tropical feeling you so desire. Discover more recipes that will help you sip into paradise at rumhaven.com. 
It very much comes across the past couple of episodes with Michelle and Nate that there's a lot of like red flags there for Michelle. And she's basically said, like we all have done in our lives, I'm going to look, I'm going to try to figure out how I can turn these clear red flags into green flags or call them something else. And, and I'm just going to ignore them and I'm going to manipulate myself into thinking there's something else other than clear warning signs because I, this is what I want. Yeah. I feel like that it's almost like we're going in reverse, you know, with the, with the earlier episodes of like, you know, what, I just want to get to know these people more where I feel like she kept um, Nate and Brandon because they, she's getting to still know them. Right. And there's been a little bit of hesitancy where Joe was like, no, I know what I want. And it's you. And it, so for her to let go of Joe is just a complete surprise to keep, especially Nate, who was like, you're, what did he say? You're, um, what did you keep saying just a moment ago? You're something else. Something else. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, realistically, <clears throat> again, you know, every season is different, but, you know, I knew I had decided I was going to pick Vanessa earlier on, you know, and I don't think I'm the, I think I'm more the norm than the the minority in terms of knowing where your pick are, what what your pick is, is certainly going into hometowns and fantasy suites. So like the fact that Nate is kind of revealing some of these red flags, I mean, Vanessa revealed red flags to me that like, I certainly was like, Oh shit, fuck. I don't know. Like, you know, maybe it's just this world, you know, like maybe I, you know, and this is not a criticism towards Vanessa. We all have our red flags, but I saw some things that made me worry about our ability to be successful in the real world. And I was just like, fuck it. I'm, this is, I've decided to do this. This is what I'm doing. And, and I like to think of myself as self-aware and learn from my mistakes and learn from my red flags. So like what, what I'm saying Michelle is doing, I'm no different, but it is fascinating to watch Michelle seemingly ignore what seems to be so clearly obvious. I mean, it's just like, I'm, if she ends up with Nate, it just, the odds are stacked against anyone who's falling in love for the first time on a reality TV show to try to make a relationship. That's already very hard to make work. Having, you know, to watch this back, maintain and grow and build a relationship like in a spotlight, very challenging stuff. And so. But uh, I don't think she necessarily like ignored the fact that, you know, his stepdad said that, that he hasn't been in love. Like her whole like kind of voiceover before the dinner portion, she was like, I had a great day with him as I always do when I spend time with Nate. But like, this is a, these are crucial questions and I'm going to ask him the tough questions. Like, I truly think that if he would have given her like wishy-washy answers or like not been all in, he probably would have been the one going home. I don't think she's necessarily ignoring the red Uh, flags. I think you're right. She definitely addressed it. Like, well, it's part of the show too. And they're going to be like, well, you got to ask Nate about this stuff. So there is that. And, and in life, we've all been there. Like we've had, we've dated people and we see it and we like want, we want to tell ourselves we're going to address it. We want to feel like we're not ignoring red flags. And we've all been there where we're like, I'm just, all right, I'm going to address it. But you, you don't really, you know, you, and there was a point like on the dinner date with Nate where like after like Michelle was like, I feel the same way. And Nate was like, it was basically like, phew. He made, Nate basically audibly said like, oh, thank God. All right, finally, you, fi- you finally believe what I'm saying, you know? And I don't like think Nate's being insincere. I just think this is clearly a guy who's hasn't done this before. This is new for him. And 
you know, what a bizarre way to do it for the first time. Yeah, I think it's been an interesting uh, progression for Michelle this season as well, because we've seen up until now her play the teacher with these little children yeah. that are on the show. And I feel like now with this episode, she's finally able to be her adult self, you know, and just like her, we are able to see how she would be in a relationship. Something yeah, she's like very vulnerable right now. Like you could tell, yeah. you could see her vulnerability with Nate, yeah. like the kind of the desperation of like, I say the right thing, please. Yeah. yeah. Say the right thing. And like you have the X factor. Like I think part of it is maybe like thinking about what kinds of things Michelle views as like fixable or coachable or navigable and what stuff it's like you either have it or you don't. And I think yeah. Nate just like has the X factor. And I think because she's someone who's spoken about her ability to coach, it makes sense to me that she would be like, okay, well, all this other stuff, like we can work on together. You can't create this magnetic chemistry if it's not there. Yeah, I think Michelle's definitely charismatic too, which is good. But I think um, Nate would be someone to bring more out of her, you know, because she would be him being a little bit more reserved and stuff. She's having to, you know, open up more and be more of a voice than, than he might be right now. Yeah. But, uh, it's just, it's just, I, it's kind of fascinating because Michelle has talked about not wanting to do that in her next relationship. But I mean, Vanessa was very much like every other girl I dated in the past. So I, like I said before on this world in a limited time, as much as you want to think you're going to use this opportunity to like break patterns, break patterns and, and walk a new path. You, yeah. It's kind of fight or flight mode. And you're like, fuck it. I just, I'm going to do what I know and hope, hope it's different this time. Yep. And, yep. That's and when you present it with two people or three people or two people that are a little different, you know, and like one might be, oh, it's going to push me out of my comfort zone. But like at the end of the day, you are faced with this moment, like, but do I want to be safe and just know what I can already work with? Yeah. And again, we like, we like Nate and Nate seems like he, when we say red flags, we don't mean like, oh, he's a bad guy or anything. It's just, it just yeah. seems like in a relation, fast forward six months from now, there might be fights about her constantly feeling like she's she's the one coaching and guiding the relationship for when it comes to connecting emotionally. Like every she like like a Michelle will be the one guiding the emotional like. You know, extra, like whatever the work you need to do in a like relationship. initiating those yeah. conversations. I feel like, yeah, and just kind of being the adult in the room. Like, not to say that Nate, like, but I just think it, compared to the two of them. I mean, her, like his his stepdad called him immature. So I feel like we don't have to like tiptoe around <laughs> suggesting that maybe Nate is slightly underdeveloped emotionally relative to say maybe other people his age. Are know? we just like, or we have no idea, which is like in itself, like kind of. Crazy. Yeah, it's as far like, you know, Michelle's going to be like, hey, like, let's talk about, you know, our feelings. And then Nate would be like, all right, can we go paddleboarding? Like, you know, it's like he just, and Nate, you know, he, he's doing his best, but there's, there's some concerns. But the, yeah, the, there was something about the hubris around, it's a fine line in this world, like the hubris around Brandon and Joe. And it always gets, like, there's, it's kind of a, a losing battle. Like, are you supposed to, act demure and unsure of yourself when you know you're confident in a relationship with someone you're hoping to get engaged with and they're, you know what I'm saying? So like you'd want, that's an appropriate level of confidence. And yet we so often watch it, this show under a lens of like, have a little more grace, man, with your connection. There's two other guys here. And you know, it's, it's, it's tough. Like it's probably unfair to criticize Nate, but for whatever reason, 
he 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 was like fucking with Brandon. Yeah, Rod, what did you think about the whole like Brandon versus Nate conversation where it's like I think first is the best to go. I think third is the best to go. Like the order conversation. I think that kind of still shows the immaturity, you know, <laughs> that these these men have, which was really I think it was a really good point to put that in though because it does keep the the dynamic going of like who really is she going to pick? You know, it's like one clear better than the other guy. But this whole roommate situation has been interesting to watch, especially with... Yeah, it's something new they did when they started yeah. doing a Peter Weber season. And they they did it because of the Maddie Pruitt storyline of the Virgin storyline. And it was like, no, this... No, we should keep doing this. This is really mean <laughs> and cruel. And yeah. it makes for like... A, it always gives you an awkward TV moment. Because that's the, the, the best part of the show is like seeing that other people interact and that, to be honest, it's great that they're interacting with obviously the the, the bachelor bachelorette, but like with Katie's season, like we didn't, I don't, we never saw Justin Blake interact in the final episode. You know, I think that would have added an extra dynamic to to the show. So that's, I think that yeah, it was definitely an interesting conversation, and still showed the immaturity that we all have, but you know that they definitely need to work on, which could kind of create a well, who is she really going to pick? You know, if this is the side that we're seeing of them, it's weird too because they you can tell they all kind of like each other. They don't yeah. seem to. There's no like rivalry root other than the obvious awkwardness. Would you rather go first, second, or third? Let's. I think I would rather go first. That's what I always said. So I was yeah. always happy when I was going first, but like never, yeah, <laughs> never I worked think, out. Uh, it, it, <laughs> I think going first is just it's a good place to be in. You get a, they have a clear head you know, you're getting them when they have a clear head, you know, and then you're making an impression. You always remember the first and the last, not necessarily the middle. That's what they say. Well, now we know the second spot is jinxed anyways. So don't go for If you second. were the bachelor though, yeah, would you want your first to go first or last? Your favorite to go first or last? Favorite? I want my favorite to go last. See, isn't that yeah. interesting how that changes when yeah. you... I feel like it depends on how confident you are. About so, yeah, favorite. I'm not confident. I'm self. We all know it from my content. I'm self-deprecating, so it's like no. I'd be like no. They're not going to pick me anyway. So I'm going to go first. And just give a, a last last fight for it. You know. Or it's also like if you really think it's someone, then you might want to put them first because then it's like okay, we're locking it down. Now I know how to proceed in the other fantasy suites. Like if I like if you have someone who you're like, I'm pretty sure this is my person. Then I'm like maybe not trying to fuck the others. Yeah, no, I mean, again, I, I asked this as someone who's like thought a lot about this being in it twice, like going into fantasy suites. I was like, I think I, I hope I go first. Even in the second time, I still wanted to go first. Does the, does the lead pick the order? Do you like tell uh, producers this is who I want to see in what order? <sighs> the lead definitely has some say at that end, but I, I'm trying to think back. You have to make a good TV too, though. Yeah, but like, you know, but at that point, like the dates are kind of all whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, earlier on, the dates are, it's not a coincidence that they're like tailor made for the person who's like afraid of heights or who, who dealt with a certain kind of death and, you know, something that can trigger them. And those are all kind of like set up to like, you know, as much as they can, not always, but if there's a fit for someone uh, on, a, on an early date, they, they, they'll go on that date because it doesn't really make a difference. But when it comes to fantasy suite dates, like, they're not all that much different. Like, I'm, I can confidently say that if a lead like, had a strong feeling about the order in which they hoped their, 
their person would go, they would accommodate that. But I think I'm trying to think back when I was the bachelor. Yeah, I think I just I was down to have Vanessa go last. It's like you, you know, you're going into this week, you know, depending on what you want to do, right? Like, are you going to have sex? Are you not going to have sex? Uh, you anticipate that the people you're going into the room with might want to have sex. How do you handle that? How do you potentially reject that and still want them to believe that you're going to pick them without giving yourself away? So you're very like, I don't know. I'm, I was very stressed. I assume most of my peers felt the same way. And I think there's a level of trying to get through the first two so that you can really enjoy the person you want to pick uh, on the last fantasy suite, because there's definitely a survival mode with, with the first two. Absolutely. Especially it's, if you're not going to get physical. I think it's <laughs> probably relief for Michelle knowing her fantasy suite date on Matt's season was butter, right? Like they, they cover themselves up in butter. I forgot and, about that. Yeah. So I'm like, I, I was thinking about, when I was watching this episode, I'm like, she's, you know, she's getting her redemption, you know, <laughs> just enjoying her time because that would have been miserable. I also like that they whipped out the classic like fireworks to fuck with the others. Like, you oh know, the God. ones oh, a season yeah. move. Could you, I, go ahead. And I just love that it was branding. So I was like, he, this fairy tale moment is going to mean the world to him. And I'm really glad that he gets it. Um, yeah. It, it, all it made me think about is how, how such a small thing. I mean, you know, you hear you have Nate and Joe just being like, it's, it's very much you just try to not think about it out of sight, out of mind. And it's already a weird world. And then you see these fireworks and imagine like going on a date with someone or being, imagine being in a relationship with someone because they all really feel like they have a relationship with Michelle. And then to just see fireworks, knowing what they're for and knowing what like, you it's like those fireworks are basically the equivalent and maybe worse than having like a camera on the date and watching it because you it's, it's worse because you have your imagination, right? (laughs) And, and, and you're just like the, the fireworks are basically saying some version of what you hate is going on right now, but we'll let your imagination, you know, take care of the rest, but you know, it's happening in that moment. And that's, it's a, there's such a small, but powerful tool. You know, the fireworks were not for Brandon and Michelle. They were not. And that's why I think that's why I'm <laughs> sure she's going to pick Nate because I think that was her being like kind of like needling Nate a little bit. Oh, that, she has nothing yeah. to do with that. I I feel like, or I feel like it's like intentional it that she would want to give it though. to Nate. You uh, know? I, she, I'm telling you, unless you want to argue with me about the production of the show. <laughs> yeah, I know better about <laughs> the lead it. of the show, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, as a lead, you don't even know when fireworks are going to happen. Okay. They just happen. And you're like, oh, cool. We get fireworks. Like it might happen all the time. Like I think it worked out perfectly not, to mess with Nate. They're not running that by. They're like, hey, and Nick, there's gonna be fireworks. Uh, which one do you want to have fireworks? <laughs> they're not, they're just not micromanaging that. There's just too much going on. I like to believe that like every little detail is like within someone's control and like a creative choice on the leads part. Same. Definitely not the lead's part. (laughs) Like the food fight, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, Falls on the stairs, it's like, production. (laughs) But I I love that you have that, you know, that energy. The imagination. The the imagination (laughs) is great. I I will say going into Joe's one-on-one, I I was 
So Brandon and Michelle, Brandon's just like, I'm falling in love with you. He's very infusive. Michelle doesn't hesitate. She's like, I'm falling in love with you too. There's, she was very, Michelle was very generous with her words. And like, every time I watch these interactions, like, you know, it's hard not to think about how, how I was. And I do, and I said I was falling for Rachel and Raven, but credit to Michelle, like she said it in a way that made me believe what she said to Brandon much better than I believed myself. And granted, I was saying it and I didn't believe it at the time. I don't know what people thought watching it back when I said it to Rachel, but like Michelle seemed really affected, you know, by those words. Now, maybe it's because Brandon is so like, it's hard not to feel special when, when Brandon is telling you you're special. Yeah. She said there, she said there are people who say they would do anything for you. And then there's Brandon. Like he's just like the next level. So I, I really believe that. And then, so I was worried about immediately as like going into Brio Joe's day. I'm like, fuck it. Joe's getting the second date. Like this fucker's going home. And, and yet on the date, I, I was like, oh no, no. Like they had me convinced that I was like, no, I guess I was still worried for Joe, but still as a viewer and and I, and I get defensive because like I having been in Michelle's, like you get, it's frustrating when people are like, I think you should pick so-and-so, you know, it's just like, congratulations who you think I should pick. Like it's a TV show either way. I don't want to pick this person. So like, whatever. But yet I couldn't help but be like seeing what what seems to be a really good match with with Joe and Michelle on this date. It's always nice to see like, you know, someone's strengths and weaknesses and Joe being a quiet person. I'm sure it's been a strength and a weakness for him. But like clearly Michelle wants him to give more. And so he's yelling and zip lining. And it seemed like he I love the effort from Joe. Like he was like, I need to do this because I know she wants me to do this and I love her. So I want to do this for the person I love. And Michelle's like, he's doing it because he loves me. And it was like such a nice little moment. And I don't know. It was like, I don't know. What, what did you think, Rob? Are you? Yeah. I think like even the top four, I was like, man, any of these guys could, could get it, you know? And it's just, you know, I think everything changes, you know, you hear that in the show a lot, but I think everything that happens on the show, it's like, something new could happen, you know? So all that to say, I, yeah, I'm, I'm in, I have, I was shocked to see Joe go home because I, I definitely thought he was going to be the one, but even between these last two, you know, it's like, who's I, I'm still, I mean, I, I know she picks Nate, but even with, with Brandon, you know, it's like, it could be red. It could be a, a wild card and she ends up picking him. Also like the net, the, the, the next morning with Joe, it seems spicy. The food fight. You know, Joe's Joe Brandon had a hoodie on, Joe's shirtless in bed. You know, like if I'm Nate, I got some questions. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. So like Joe yeah. looked like a stud there. Mm-hmm. I'm like They're wearing sh- the same outfit as the night before. <laughs> I also feel like they should have played basketball, in my opinion. Like I think if they played basketball, Joe wouldn't have gone home. Because I think the and I'm I'm fixated on this, but like in the season when Michelle watched Joe play basketball, I think there was something like I think that's what reminds her of home. Like I think mm-hmm. that is what reminds her of like how deeply they have like this like shared language and experience that the two of them can understand. And like I just listen in in my perfect world, and and Katie um, has shown us, Ari has shown us, Pilot Pete has shown us that person they pick uh, might not be the person they're best matched with. Even 
among the people casted. You know, big fan of Hannah Ann, but like clearly that was maybe like Pete's fourth best connection, right? Uh, Katie, you know, ran through Blake and is now dating someone she sent home like week two. Kelly didn't make it to hometowns. So in my, in my dream world, Nate and Michelle get engaged. They just really, you know, Nate's just like, ah, I, I do love you, but like also, I don't even know what that means. And I just, I got paddle boarding and Michelle's like, I don't want to take, I don't want to teach you how to do this. And then she runs into Joe at the grocery store and he's yep. out like hooping and, and like, you know, Joe's hooping and like, you know, he, he misses for the first time out of 20 and it bricks and it rolls off and like the ball <laughs> basketball rolls and it's Michelle's foot stops it <laughs> pan and, up. She, and pan up. And she's like, the grocery store. she's <laughs> like, and she's like, and one, and they like play a game of horse and like loser has to give the winner a kiss and, and they fall in love and we can watch their story, you know, unfold the first ever part two, you know, <laughs> like, Michelle's bachelorette. Part that's two. my, that's <laughs> my dream because like, who knows if Michelle's right for any of these guys, you know, whatever. Yeah. And, but yeah. I, I believe, you know, sometimes like the, 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 you know, this, you know, like other seasons, right? Like, you know, with Katie, Katie's men, it's just like, I don't know. I think Blake was really into Katie, but like, I don't know, you know, like the connections, I don't know, but like Brandon for sure. And then Joe, he's quiet. So harder to read. You don't, you know, maybe is this guy, but I, I really felt like this episode, Joe was just like, I, 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 I believe Joe's feelings for Michelle. I felt like he really wanted this to work. Like I, I really bought it, you know, and I, I felt like he was really sad. I mean, this is the son of a man who at hometown is like, so what do you want to talk about? His dad's like, I'm good. You know, it's like not a man, a few words. And yet Joe is really giving it his all. And it just, I like my heart endured for him. I think his, his fight back to, to like prove who that he's not, who he came in when she was like, Oh, you left me on red. You know, he's like, and then he said in the first episode, I'm going to prove to her that I'm not who she thinks I am. And then he did. And then he didn't get the rose. Yeah. And I really appreciate Joe being like, you know, like it, what, what is nice is that this seems like, if nothing else, this was a, uh, a really good thing for Joe. Like this experience isn't always good for everyone, but I feel like Joe really kind of branched out, got out of his shell, got out of his comfort zone. And I feel like my hope for Joe is that he will uh, lean on this experience and keep pushing himself because it, it seemed like a sincere, he recognized the growth he showed in this short period of time. And I thought that was also fun to see, even though Michelle decided not to see it or appreciate it. It was like, yeah. honestly, it was like Dumbledore dying when Joe didn't get a rose. I was like... Oh my God, like this person who I've always thought like, cause he's just so solid. And so I think it was, and I think it's also like, to me, the fact that Joe, Michelle has like Joe and Brandon, like to me, that is the biggest indicator that Nate has something really good going on. If like, those are the things that Michelle is passing up in favor of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Cause they're more similar than, than Nate. It's totally. Joe. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and like Rodney, like I think you could group like Joe, Rodney, Brandon, like her, to- like her, all three of the other ones are all like rock solid people who it seems like are really great partners. And so if she's going to pick Nate over them, I must assume that there are moments where Nate has like proven his ability to be a good partner. Well, it's kind of fascinating, right? Because like Nate is going to be the uh, just another first impression rose winner, right? 
we've we've talked so much about what? nailed it. I forgot he was the first impression for us. Groundbreaking. <laughs> um, and you know we've we've talked so much how the Bachelorette has a better track record than the Bachelor, and I think that's true only because there's Sean Lowe is still the only person to still be with the person they actually picked. I mean, Ari's with. And Jason, right? Yeah, they're both with their runner-up. So that's still still something, but, but not the person they picked. But as time has gone on, you got JoJo and Jordan, and then you got, well, I mean, and then you had a couple, you had, you had a divorce with... Um, oh, JP? Yeah, Ashley and JP. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had kids and got divorced. Yeah. So like, like, that was, they were together that a was long a real, time. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Counts. It's like if you have kids together, it counts. But I guess let's, I mean, since this string of first impression rose winners uh, started with Caitlin, that's when the streak started with Mm -hmm. Sean. Not, not, not dating. And then we had JoJo still dating. Uh, Brian and Rachel are still dating. Um, Becca not dating. Uh, Katie not dating. Uh, Tasha not dating. Uh, Claire. Claire not dating. Proof true. <laughs> very, very true. Claire, Claire's case. Claire. Well, Tasha didn't pick her first impression rose person. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that guy. That's so that guy's part of the... Uh, to be fair, though, I don't, I, don't, I don't feel like that breaks the streak necessarily because that was just such a weird obvious. season of no, no, girl coming in. Yeah. No, no, but I'm saying yeah. for the people who picked their first impression rose. Yeah. And I'm just saying like... You know, the way we're describing Rodney or Joe or Brandon and, you know, we talk so much about the relationships on the show. It's just like, it seems like, and again, The Bachelor is such an imperfect world and I'm as guilty as anyone for saying, out of limo, bam, like, this is my crush. I can't get out of my head of like my crush. I want to make this work. This is who I want. I want to convince myself to have all these qualities and I'm going to keep getting to know all these other quality people along the way. And I'm going to be impressed at times and I'm going to grow connections. I'm going to find this respect, but like nothing is going to be allowing me to overcome that like immediate crush I have of getting on a limo. And it really makes you wonder about like, yeah, like the strength of the, of the choice, because back to what we were talking about before, I don't know if it ever really mattered what Joe or Rodney or Brandon said or how strong they were. Nate was so far ahead after night one. That it was like going to be confirmation it bias. Was, it was, con- was going to be confirmation bias the whole way, even with someone like Michelle. Yeah. I mean, even on the, the uh, other side of it, like even if we're going out first impressions, like Rick came out in a table and usually those dates or those impressions are like the ones that get sent home night one, but he went pretty far and, you know, they, he was, he was a crowd favorite. So it is just crazy how the, the first impression rose could like legitimize someone so much more, you know, as a contestant. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it is kind of fascinating. Rod, have yeah. you ever thought about what you would do for an entrance if you were on the show? I've always thought it'd be funny to already be in there. <laughs> in the, in the be like and turn around. They walk in, the, <laughs> like Michelle would walk in and she'd be like, 
like she would get in there. She's like, oh, oh, I forgot who he was. I don't remember meeting him, you know, <laughs> the whole night. And then like pull her aside, be like, we didn't actually meet. And then I would get quality time because then she'd want to get to know me in that moment because I already had made such an impression. On her. That's a great idea. I wonder. <laughs> That's genius. It's good. Now I wonder, I'm thinking from a producer standpoint, if you pitch that, right? Because they always ask like, what do you want to do? Like they'll give, they would give you the opportunity to pitch that to them. Nice. And I'm wondering if they would, if what they would say to that, because like, are you taking? Yeah, I think it makes sense. Or, like, or if I would go on the side and like meet Caitlin and Tish first, be like, hey guys, and just like walk past and walk right inside and sit down. And then they would have their own little moment of like, they're quirky, like, oh my God, what's happening? Is this like someone sneaking in? All this stuff ends up. I'm just, A girl did that once where she just like was silent, like walked in. Oh, really? Yeah, she's but I, different from what you're yeah. pushing. Don't worry, Rob. Oh, she like walked past out, the yeah. bathroom. Walked out the limo. Walked yeah, yeah. past was like quiet. It and was it was more a of bold a, move. It was more of a, I'll see you inside. Yeah, like, it was like, yeah. find me. You know you want to yeah. get to know no, me. No, I think I would do it like more like sweet, like, oh, hey, can I see you for a second? And then her be like, yeah, I have to remember who this guy was. And then I would play it up a little bit, be like, yeah, so it's great to meet you. And like, we actually didn't meet, you know, and then. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, what's my name? You know, it'd be kind of meta and I don't think they would allow this. If you like, the producers always wear all black. Mm-hmm. Oh. So <laughs> if you dress like a producer, what about holding a boom mic? Yeah, <laughs> and then you like rip off the all yeah. black. It's like one yeah. of those onesies you rip off, and yeah. it's like a full on suit, and you have a rose, and you're like, and she she legit doesn't know if you were a producer or yeah, you, are a producer you because do it like, like two weeks in, you know, yeah, two weeks <laughs> really play the long game. I'm giving her like, oh, like I heard this, rod and you're like, like full on <laughs> talking shit about all these guys, and you're yeah. thinking. <laughs> She's like, I don't I know. Planted no- I don't know. I planted the notes in that guy's room. You know, like, <laughs> you're just like, I just think Nate's a fuck boy. I don't know. Just, oh, I'm, I'm just saying. I get, I get a, I get a weird vibe. And you're like, she's like, really? What do you know about Nate? And she's believing you more because you're, she thinks you're a, <laughs> you're producer. a producer. And then you document the whole thing with a GoPro. Yeah. And you you kind of have a, like a producer look to you. You know, you like, the, the beard. You know, the kind of you know, the beanie. Yeah. You have a like, yeah. All black. What did we think of Brandon pulling? Uh, Michelle. Before the oh. what do we think about that? It was a move. I would have liked it more had he gone home. Mm-hmm. Like, had he gone home? Well, he didn't know. Yeah, I know. I'm just <laughs> in Amanda's world. It's all it's all no, simulation. I just I just mean that like or I don't know. I think I like if it had felt like he was really reading the room and really was like I'm going home and I just want to make sure she doesn't like this doesn't torture her. Like you know if. Like, I didn't, did you think it was like, I guess the question to pose is like, did people think it was an angle or did people think it was him really just genuinely wanting to communicate that he wouldn't be upset? Yeah. Well, if you, to call it an angle, that would be like, we all, you know, that's like saying giving someone flowers is an angle, you know, like. Yeah. Or like rather, was it something that was like him trying to get time with her again to like. Solidify. Show his love in that way. I wish I Maybe a little a yeah. little bit of both, but I will I will say, like, if I were Nate and Joe, I'd certainly I'd been irritated. Uh Sean did it on a rose ceremony on Caitlin's season. And I was just like, what the fuck, bro? You know, like so you're certainly irritated if you're the other two guys. Mm-hmm. In defense yeah. of Brandon, though, his words were good. He knows how to yeah, he knows how to use his words for sure. I think is I think I mean, I would want naturally want to do that, you know, because I would automatically, again, think that I'm like, okay, well, I'm not getting it. It's after seeing Joe, who she's had chemistry with the whole season, and then Nate, too. Well, she has chemistry with Brandon, too, but, like, these other two guys, we, like, again, we're shocked that Joe went home. So I could see being an angle to solidify, like, 
day. I'm still still in it. Now, you know? if if you're Brandon, mm-hmm. like Michelle was like crying. So like when when Brandon's saying this, Michelle, I was like, oh shit, maybe Brandon is going home because it sure came across as he's saying all these beautiful things, and Michelle knows that she's going to hurt him. And even though Brandon got a rose, you you can't be feeling all that great, uh, uh, you know, because Nate wants everyone. He Nate wants Joe and Brandon to know that he's going to win without saying it. Like he has such like I don't give a fuck. I'm not worried. His bravado, like, and I and, and so you're Brandon, and and you're saying all these things, like if you you know all these beautiful things, and she is crying, looking like I know I'm going to break your heart. Mm-hmm. And if you're Brandon, like, how do you not see that? Like, would you, what would you, if you were saying these things, would you want, how would you want that person to respond? It's almost like she, or he set himself up, not for failure, but like when he doesn't win now, you know, it's like, man, I really, I really could have taken that chance to like, because she could now have that in the back of her head, like, oh man, I, panic chose Brandon, you know, and that now she, it's solidified that it's Nate, you know, where before it could have been a more like natural decision. Yeah. I don't know if it really changed her mind at all. Like, so I, I, I mean, I'm 100% con- convinced that it did not have anything to do with her so decision. She walked in knowing that Joe was going home. Yeah. And again, back to everything we just talked about before, like she was very quick to say that she was falling in love with Brandon she and, had every opportunity to say it to Joe. Sure. Uh, you know, uh, when I think, I think we have been blinded by Joe's beauty. I think we like Joe and Michelle better than Michelle's ever liked Joe and <laughs> Michelle. Sure. Right. So I think it's been harder for us, the audience, to get on board with Brandon just because, like, we think it fits and we like it. Right. But for all we know, it was always Brandon over over Joe. And knowing what we know now, I. Th- and, and having been in Michelle's shoes, I would say it's probably more likely that it was always Brandon over Joe. It's just never been Brandon over Nate. But if you're Nate, Michelle kind of gave herself away in the fact that it's not going to be you at the end. Like, you got the rose. Great. You beat Joe. But, like, that's as far as you're going. Yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. Well, we look forward to asking him all these, these questions. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to hear it speculation about engagement it seems like that is the direct two people think I think yes yeah because before I thought like Michelle I thought it was actually kind of a threat of the season was like will she get engaged or not which is maybe yeah Michelle Michelle made it very clear that that's what she expects and Hmm. Nate's just gonna kind of do whatever he think he's he should do which is again probably a big picture concern but you know all right fine fuck it you want me to ask you okay whatever I'll take this Neil Lane ring and get down on the knee yeah, I don't think he wears his emotions on his sleeve, but I do think that he's still an emotional person, you know. So I definitely see him getting down on one knee to propose. Yeah, but more importantly, I just—he's just kind of like easy, you know. It's like whatever, man. Like as long as I get to paddleboard, it's like it's yeah. cool. Like <laughs> three, three to five times a week, right? That's yeah. Just- <laughs> he actually like appears to like the platform to propose on the paddleboard and like jumps yeah. off. He's like Michelle, hey. <laughs> But he, I'm just saying he's just he, like clearly Nate hasn't given a lot of thought. So he's never he's you know some people are just like you know I'm only getting engaged once and like fuck I've only known you know they go through this whole like I mean I engaged I mean I like you I love you even but like engaged and Nate's just kind of like I mean I 
I think you're just supposed to get engaged. Like, I don't know. I, I signed up for the show. So like... How this works, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, you know the phrase, it's like, don't sweat the small stuff and it's all small stuff. I feel like that's how Nate lives. 100%. He's like, it's all small oh, stuff. Yeah. Getting engaged, all small stuff. He looks in the mirror every day and says, like, I honestly have nothing to worry about. Kind of how... Which is like, I'm so envious in so many ways of how like Nate goes about that life sometimes. You know, I, I really... It's such a gift. I don't know... Someone like yourself, Rod, who do you ever get envious of people like Nate who doesn't seem just, like they understand the word anxiety? Oh, every day of my life. Yeah. And maybe yeah. Nate does. Like we don't really know him. We, we don't want to diminish any struggles that Nate has. But yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think what makes it better is I know that Nate wouldn't like belittle me for my anxiety. He'd be like, all right, man, whatever you got to do. You yeah. Know, like, it's like, yeah. I'm good. Just give me, like, meet or me someone out. Someone like Martin would be like, suck it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 100%. Uh, Rod, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, please always let the, my audience know where they can find you. Yeah, yeah. At Rod on TikTok, just me Rod on Instagram and podcast launching beginning in 2022. Ooh, officially. great. Well, congratulations. Be sure to check yeah. that out. Uh, don't forget yeah. to send your questions at asknickcastme.com, cast with a K for Ask Nick episodes. And uh, be sure to keep listening for a fantastic and insightful episode, all things about dreams with Ian Wallace. Okay. Bye. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.